Does this sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. All right, guys, we are back. Part two of our interview with Ivan Raiklin starts right now. If you missed part one, go back and check it out. Here we go. Okay, so we just popped off of Frank's speech just now. You there, Ivan? Yeah, I'm here. And because um, I have, I have a that's few more great. I forgot you guys on Frank's speech. Congrats. Yeah, so it's been it's been crazy, 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 and uh, you get a lot more yeah. uh, viewers, huh? It, it is it is absolutely nuts. Um, the the <laughs> shows, you know, how it's taken off. It's been it's been a blessing. So let let me ask you some questions. I need I need to ask you some questions about the twenty twenty election. Mm-hmm. All right, ready? Let's go into new areas. Okay, want to make sure because you, you rehash a lot of stuff. I, Which you is know necessary. why? I rehash we, we need to break some news here. Okay, so we could break some new news, but I want people to understand. I want to hammer home that we already have the evidence. That the evidence is already in the hands of people that can make decisions to hold people accountable. That's already there. It's already there. And so it's all right. It's so let me put let me okay. Let me put my lawyer hat on. Okay. So you have different you have different thresholds of evidence that you need to obtain and get to in order to move to the next step. And I'm sure my, many people have heard of these, right? So you have what's called reasonable suspicion, right? Reasonable suspicion sometimes allows law enforcement entities to go ahead and, and start a cursory search, right? Right. And start to go on a, a, a small investigatory path because they have that reasonable suspicion. Then the next level is called what? Come on, help me out here. No. So at the lowest level, reasonable suspicion. Yep. Probable cause. Probable cause. Right. Right. So probable cause is slightly more. There's probable cause to then pursue an investigation. And then above that, you pursue the investigation in a civil uh, civil litigation. It's You need to show by the preponderance of the evidence, meaning 50.00 repeating one, that... You believe something occurred, and then if that's the case, by a preponderance of the evidence, the party that gets that preponderance of the evidence prevails in that particular civil suit. Okay? Then in a criminal case, you have what's called beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay? 2,000 mules goes an order of magnitude of 2,000 times above beyond a reasonable doubt. That's how compelling this movie is, this documentary. And by the way, this is just a documentary with really, they're talking about the evidence that they have, and just that alone is just so compelling. Guess what? All of that is being presented, or has been presented, such as in the case of Georgia, to the GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, to law enforcement. But guess what? Because we have Governor Kemp in office and Brad Raffensperger in office, they're doing everything. This goes back to what you're saying. It's not Democrats that are blocking. It are, it's these people. And, and, and based on the polling, again, it's all, it's all fraudulent, right? Kemp is expected to win without a runoff based on polling. But it's just not true. It's ridiculous. But it's just not true. It isn't. But the machines that they're using, they just reuse them. Just- Right, and then you watch the debate on Sunday. Did you have a chance to take a look at the debate, the gubernatorial debate with Candace Taylor? I I was actually on a boat. She she obliterated the entire slate. It was was just amazing what she did with the rest of that slate there. If I was in Georgia, I would be knocking doors for her. I would be voting for her. And if I was a Democrat and voting for her, it would obviously be early and often, right? But we don't do that. Uh, Absolutely amazing. She... 
uh, I think she put out a post. She absolutely spanked them, and I've I've endorsed her. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back and and we didn't we endorsed her as well. I mean, I personally did, and okay, as a excellent. Group we did, excellent. yeah. So okay, so no, it was it was impressive. Oh god, I'm gonna have to go back and <laughs> watch it now. Carrie Lake, if you think Carrie Lake did a good job when she does her interviews, yeah. <laughs> Candace Taylor t- brought it home, man. <laughs> so so what do you say about the people that say we're conspiracy theorists? I don't pay any attention to them because I, why, why engage with someone that has a, a, an IQ of, of 150 points less than yourself? Okay. Which means they're in the negative, right? <laughs> but, 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 they're, but they're in the negative, but they hold the keys to technology and mainstream media, which they're literally silencing and suppressing truth while pushing out this drivel. And, All right, and here's the, the deal. You're, you're talking about the negative aspects. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you context of how we are. We haven't won fully yet. Right. But here's what's going on. We were at the very rock bottom of getting the truth out in February of 2021. At the height of the Senate trial to convict a private citizen at that time. Total lawless, unconstitutional behavior. Systematic and deliberate genocide of our Constitution being uh, occurring at that time. We were all silenced, banned, banished, right? In exile. There was no alternative method of communicating. Then, so January 10th, so let me back up. January 8th, people were banned. Moved over to Parliament. January 10th was taken down. Everyone moved over to Telegram. Then the the, the Senate trial occurred. And then all of a sudden, when we had a list of 400 witnesses that we're going to call in order to provide the defense, top of the list was Nancy Pelosi, where we would have asked questions like, what was your role in facilitating the unlawful entry into the Capitol? And what was Paul Irving's role? Your That's when Chuck Schumer was like, oh, oh, no witnesses. Let's just vote. Case closed. No, no, the Senate trial. That's what, that was the rock bottom. At that time, 23% of the country knew the election to be have been stolen. We were part of that 23%, Joe. You, your staff, everybody that right. we have spent a lot of time with the last 16 months. We were the minority of 23%. Rasmussen comes out in August, September of last year. That number becomes 56.3%. Right. What happened when that, when it hit 56.3%, guess what the left, radical left and the uh, anti, the the Lincoln Project, anti-freedom movement did? They started to mix stuff up, right, within our movement. That's exactly the time when we started facing each other and started firing at each other. No, we we know this controlled they opposition. It. Yeah, they, they they absolutely I think did. They facilitated. They like yeah. say for example, I hate your beard, and then somebody that that is good at disinformation and manipulating other people goes into my Telegram channel and said, "Not only Joe, is Joe Altman's beard horrible, but guess what? His headphones are the worst headphones in the history of humanity. And because I hate your beard, I'm going to now throw." throw mud at you for the headphones that you're wearing and i'm wasting my time calling you your beard horrible and your headphones horrible meanwhile i could be spending that time and doing more investigations more research more avenues to remedy 2020 guess what amidst that in december of 2021 we picked up a few more points in rasmussen to 59 percent we're now in may that, so, and then we had the, the meeting with Speaker Voss. I was in that room. And then we had the Catherine Engelbrecht hearing through the vote in Wisconsin. And then we had 2,000 mules last night. This number, I, I, I said this before, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this as well today. When we hit that 75% point, that's when we're, go- that's when we're going to win and clean it up. Okay. So because it's see. 75%. You can't really politically. You cannot ignore that. Well, then how? Because how, now right. you're in, remember when we were at twenty three percent, we were not able to do anything. Everyone was running scared. Now, when we flip the narrative and we're at the seventy seven percent, they're not going to be able to do anything, and that's when we remedy twenty twenty. And that might not occur at the very latest. It'll occur in January twenty twenty three when we have new legislatures that. That is what they're campaigning on to do, and they're going to do it. And that's it. And then, and then in the House, when we get an America First House, 
And then uh, January 3rd, when the 118th Congress sits, I recommend for those first 17 days, every single committee is going to be used to investigate and expose all of the collective evidence that we've gotten over the last two years to make the case that the House needs to accept these legislators reclaiming the electors or actually reallocating in some instances and then accepting that under the 12th Amendment to then go ahead and uh, instate the rightful winner of the 2020 election. And guess what? If and when they do that, it needs to be done on January 20th at 12.01, noon plus one second, because that means that it is less than two years of a presidential term, and it doesn't count as a presidential term under the Constitution. So if that individual would like to run again, he can run again in 2024. Well, that would be that would be an interesting way for it to all work out, correct? I mean, I, yeah, I and then we can all, and I'll, I would like for that individual to be the speaker of the house during that seventeen day period, so that well, can you imagine uh, article that their, of their impeachment heads, can be could be sent forth concurrently with those investigations. And I have six articles written already. Okay, so Ivan. Ivan, that, that's a whole lot of hopium, just so you know. That's a whole lot of hopium. I just want you to know that Relax. sounds like a whole lot of hopium. Relax. Yeah. There is no hopium. Yeah, there so, is a plan, and then there's an attempt to execute on the plan, and if the plan is executed properly, that hopium turns into action and results. Hey, when you started your business, what did you write it on a napkin? I did. Where did it start? Started on a napkin. Was it big, it big hopium? You know, it was yeah. mathematical. So for me, it was all about math. And, and a lot of what were that led me down this pathway. I just, I just gave you the Dominion. math, 75%. I just gave you the math, Joe, yeah. 75%. So you, you, you bring up other problems. Other things Rebut it. See. I'm going to crush you if you counter me. I'm going to bring you to my side. Let's go. Right. Hey, look, I'm, I'm already on. I'm already on your side. You know, you, you talked about the things that happened in July and August where everyone started shooting at each other on our side. Right. And I and I've taken a very hard stance of I'm not going to shoot at anyone until I start shooting. at them. If I start shooting at someone, it's because they're full of crap. In, in my opinion, I'm just I'm done with them. Right. And so but normally even that I'm, I'm very careful. We got what a bigger problem. So like this is what I say. I mean, there is merit. Sometimes there is merit to going after someone. Right. But if you're triaging a body and you got a gunshot wound to the chest that's literally about to break through and, and, and break an artery and you're going to die, or you got a fingernail that's broken that's really annoying you and you got a broken ankle and then you have, I don't know, three fractures of your, of your other leg. What are you going after first? You're going after that. That bullet wound to the chest. That bullet wound to the chest right now is a, it, it is, it is a, our existential threat as a country is allowing this illegal election to remain as is. That is my opinion. I think a lot of people, well, at this opinion. point, 60% of the country is getting towards that. And it's, it's increasing with the movie and then with Garrett Ziegler's report. That number we're gonna we're gonna get past seventy five percent, I think with the with the media, our ability to with you and others have created media empires essentially mini empires and empires that have more reach than almost any other traditional legacy channel other than like maybe the top ten. We have the ability to get the information out now. The the well, best thing that that anybody can do every single day is say hey. I don't. You meet somebody in the street. Hey, are you on Telegram? Oh, you mean Instagram? No. Are you on Telegram? Telegram. Because if you if it's a radical leftist and you say truth, they're gonna vomit and leave a trail of diarrhea and and just you know, you know they're just gonna completely go blitz. If you say Telegram, they're like, hmm, what is that? It's more or less considered a neutral platform, but it still allows free speech. So I think that's. You know, and, and then Gab has been slandered so many times. So I, I think Telegram is still in that window of allowing folks that are maybe moderate or left of center or non-radical domestic terrorist left 
if we can get them more and more on board, they're going to start to see the light. Their way of thinking is going to start to break. Okay, so, so, so please, that's another call to action. Just hey, one hey, by one, just one person. So, so give me your advice on this, getting people together. So we, we started an organization to bring everyone together. It's like herding cats, right? We have all these different organizations. So we built a platform, got all this stuff out. And now getting the message out there in different areas becomes expensive. And there's so many different people that deserve our dollars. There are. There, there's so many people. I mean, you have Candace Taylor. You have, I mean, I, I can go down the line. There's, you know, Ron Hanks. Um, you have uh, Tina Peters. Um, you, you know, who's... Uh, Ron Hanks or Wilkins? Hanks in Colorado. Senate. Canada. Colorado, okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, you have... Well, I think, uh, yeah, I met so you have a lot of different candidates that deserve our dollars that are actually fighting for us. Those are the ones taking the biggest hits. And, and so how, how, do we, how do we get together and come together when the left, you know, I'll use AgBlue as an example. AgBlue gave a bunch of money to, c collected money, people donated to AgBlue, and they took that money and gave it to um, Jenna Griswold, you know, the Secretary of State of Colorado. And that made it seem like she raised $850,000, the biggest amount ever. There's $2.6 million to run her campaign, right? She said that. But that's not the truth. That's not, that's not actually reality. The reality of it is that they built a machine. So how do we, when we're so disconjointed and we're allowing people that are radical leftists that are dressed as Republicans, and, and this is the problem that I'm trying to, that I spent five days trying to work through, right? How do, how do you get those people together to realize that we're more powerful together and we can accomplish great things if we just stand together, right? And we just consolidate. Where are we on that? Because there's, there's thousands of groups out there that do great work. How do we get those thousands of groups to there come are. together and share resources? So here's the deal. A hundred, well, 99.9% .9 of the political power. Right. Uh, just follow me along because I think people are going to go down a rabbit hole and say, oh, all political power is with the people. I got it. Yeah. Okay. But the duopoly was created in the 1850s, the Democrat and Republican Party. So really, if we have the entire Democratic Party and a good portion of the Republican Party against really exposing this truth, as we've seen over the last 18 months. Oh, you, we just lost you. You just went, you just, we just, we, yeah. Sorry, there was a phone call. We have to go after the party that is the easiest one to take over. And the easier one to take over, because we do have a growing number of folks that are like-minded, increasing is the Republican Party. Whether it's precinct project, you know, local action, national impact, that'll offend some people by that statement because it comes from some, you got it, whatever. Bottom line is we have to take over at every single echelon. And you know what? It's long lasting when you start at the lower levels and work your way up. Because right. guess what? You started off the show by saying they got us at the schools. Remember? you At the very part of today. Well, guess what? PTO. School board, county clerk, the all these institutions of power. Some people have talent and treasure that's specifically geared towards that. Like that's not my thing. That's not my stick. I've spent the last couple decades at the national federal level, so I'm now learning more and more about the state level and seeing that that is more important. And so my focus is more at these different states. So we need to go at the bottom all the way up. And to answer your question about supporting folks, uh, if you're going to support a party, you need to take it over. And then when it's representative of a constitutional, legal, lawful uh, construct, then that's when you, you I would recommend supporting it financially. Until that happens, you need to go at individually at these different candidates at the lower levels and then work your way up. Because... If you get the base and then you install somebody on top that represents that base, it's a powerful construct. If you put somebody up top, oh, I don't know, like pre, like the uh, uh, 45, you have this entire deep state staff that's working against them, conducting six attempted coups with the, the last one, the sixth one, actually being successful. Well, hopefully this time around, we're going to be able to install 4,000 like-minded individuals. I think Steve Bannon says it. Like, take a look at the plum book and start prepping yourself. We need to have, we need to be three deep 
once we take over in 2024 in the White House, we need to have three deep of people that are high caliber individuals for each individual position that represents American values, America first, constitutional, uh, all of that. All right. That's my long answer to not answering your question. Well, I mean, and again, I, I look at it from the perspective of just, uh, you know, it's kind of a pep talk for me because, you know, even I start looking down the path, looking down the corridor saying, okay, what's the, where's the light? Where's the light? There's a light there. There's a light there. You know, how do we get to the light? How do we get to the main, main objective? We draw a line to it and we go there. But there's, there's so many different distractions that start that keep coming up. And, and the Supreme Court uh, leak is one of those distractions, right? You have 2,000 mules and all of a sudden this comes out right in the middle of it, right in the middle of it. Yeah. And they, the timing is, is is precise. It's it's surgical. It's it absolutely is. I was on the flight from oh, by the way, I'm still getting harassed. I'm on the secondary screening list. Are you Joe? No. Every single so since the inception of Clear, you, yeah. you use Clear, right? I do. Since Clear started several years ago, I've been a Clear member. Since uh basically TSA pre started, I've been a TSA pre guy. So both of those. Meaning when I go to the airport and, and get go through security, I've already been vetted. I have global entry. I have APEC, which is, I mean, there's all these different programs by uh, DHS in order to be able to go through the line because you've been already investigated, vetted, background check, blah, blah, blah. So I go up there, no line. They take a picture. They do the retina or whatever or picture. I roll through and then just walk through security. I travel, you know, maybe not as much as you, but I travel regularly. Maybe one or, once or twice a month, I, I used to travel on, on a plane. And guess what? The day after the cyber symposium, uh, remember this? Yeah, oh yeah. The very day after the cyber symposium, the DHS puts out a bulletin. And it lists three things. If you think, if you have wrong think and are saying that you can remedy 2020, well, guess what? You're a potential domestic terrorist. If you think that, uh, if you don't like putting on masks, meaning if you don't like the COVID measures, you're a potential domestic terrorist. And if you have any plans of meeting in person during the holidays, i.e. Christians, you are a potential domestic terrorist. And lo and behold, on my very next flight that I had, and I think it was September, up, up to New Hampshire, I was going to speak in front of hundreds of folks. And then I was going to meet for dinner for state legislate, uh, probably half a dozen legislators, maybe 10, to give them and empower them their constitutional authority and powers that they had that they could exercise. Guess what? Not only was I being censored online, but I was stopped from getting on the plane to make my flight because I was placed on the secondary screening uh, I call it the Biden Harris list. Harris spelled H A R R A S S using the British yeah. pronunciation. Pun intended. So, <laughs> so, so how come I'm not on that list? So every single time. So now that I fly, Madison knows me. DCA TSA agents know me, and they're like, "Hey, Mr. Rakeley, how you been? We looked you up. Uh, yeah, that's totally political." Yeah. I'm like, can I record you saying that? Like, no, 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 don't, don't record. Please don't, please don't record that. <laughs> so, so, are you still on the list every time you fly? You, you, same thing. Screening happens every every flight. I give them so, a heads up to kind of like, because initially they're like scared. Oh my gosh, secondary screening. <laughs> hey, excuse me. I'm on secondary screening. Here is why. So let's get through this. So to be honest, I use it as an opportunity because it allows me to slow down engage and interact with every single TSA agent in the process. And I talk, usually it's up to, one time I had nine agents at the gate and I'm red pilling every single one of them while they're, while they're giving me the, the pat down to extra scrutiny. I just say, Hey, this is why I think I'm on the list because I'm, I'm part of a small group of people that is, uh, consistently exercising my first amendment and showcasing and, 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 and speaking about the evidence that the 2020 election was run in an absolute illegal manner and then trying to motivate the state legislative bodies throughout these respective states to go ahead and take the bold action of decertifying, which potentially has the second and third order effect of removing the current 
uh, president. And for that reason, I believe that that is why I'm on the list. Because I pose, albeit a lawful First Amendment, legal, peaceful threat to the existing powers, uh, it's still a threat to them, right? Right. And so I'm on that list. Interesting. So I'm honored. I mean, I'm honored, right? What's the famous quote? When the people fear the government, there's tyranny. When the government fears the people, there's freedom. So yeah, in a I... sense, there's opportunity to red pill each TSA agent and each Amer each uh, uh, person behind the counter the, behind with the airlines. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, this process is hurting their bottom line because it takes sometimes 30 to 60 minutes at the counter for them to contact TSA, for them to put in all my data, for them to contact everybody that they need to contact that I'm Ivan Raiklin is traveling to then deploy multiple TSA agents to go ahead and do the uh, the pat down the swab of every single thing you know how, how much scrutiny I get here let me show you this is an example of how much scrutiny I get I think I have my wallet yeah here we go they'll take my wallet and this applies to every single thing that I own going yep. through security they take it they'll out. go inside the wallet let me make sure I'm not showing IDs in here. And they'll go in and literally, they'll go inside every single one of these crevices for any sort of pocket litter. Every single thing. Is that intimidation? No, oh, of course it is. Is that harassment? Well, guess what? Does it look like I'm intimidated, Joe? No. No, you, you look as intimidated as I, I do. I look the longer I? that they take in scrutinizing and trying to find something on me, the more time I have to red pill every single one of them. So thank you. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm not even going to request redress. I'm going to travel the country and just... The entire TSA is going to be like, Hey, it's, it's, it's Mr. Raiklin. <laughs> yep. All right, so... So I got to tell you, we're out of time, but um, Ivan, there's there's so much more I, I want to I want to ask you about. Um, uh, you know, every question keeps coming up, so I want to I want to kind of talk about this last part. Um, and and frankly, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, FEC United um, in closing. But th there's there's serious concerns that people have about you know grifters and patriots, right? I mean, it, there, there's some serious mm -hmm. concerns out there. And it doesn't matter. You have people out there that are paid on the left to go in and call people grifters and try to convince people not to go with these people. And, and, and uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why, uh, frankly, I, I have such serious issues with our side. It's because we're always biting at each other. And, you know, I told you before that, you know, I was told I needed to take a stand against General Flynn. I wouldn't. I couldn't. man that gave up over 32 years of his life serving his country, I just couldn't do it. I don't. I don't have. The, I don't have a right to do it. I don't have a right to question a man who sacrificed so much at any point in his life for the American values, for to to protect our our country. And you know, as we start talking about, and we're, it happened in the comments, we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, I, I come out pretty harsh on on uh, Dan Crenshaw because Dan Crenshaw refuses to do the hard work and look at the details. And if he looked at the, if you know, he's a smart guy. If he looked at it and told me that, hey, there's no election fraud here, I'd be okay with it if he looked at it. But he doesn't look at it. He just parrots somebody else's talking points, right? So, so as we walk down this path, who, who, who's the grifter and who's the, who's the patriot, right? I mean, you have people that are standing up for some that I would call 100% grifter, 100% grifter. And then <laughs> they'll come out and say, uh, Joe, Joe, went on, Joe went to Alaska and took a lavish vacation on a small boat. That was so lavish. I got to tell you, it was unbelievably lavish docking with 10 other men. So, Joe, I don't yeah. mean to be disrespectful. You don't want to talk about the negative. You want to talk, talk about, about the positive. That. All right. I don't but want to talk do, about it. But how do people get I'm going to tell it? you this, Joe, you're yeah. slowing me down from making sure that decertification is inevitable. All right. It's well, that's what I needed to hear. All right. But you're slowing me down right now. All right. Well, then you got to speed me up, brother. So stop complaining. All right. 
every single thing that has gone wrong is because of Ivan Raiklin. And if everyone else takes that and looks in the mirror, mirror and says, I am the one at fault for what I'm seeing around in my country, this thing's going to get solved quick. Because you're going to basically say, you know what? I am at fault. Did you sleep last night? You could have shortened up one more hour, right? And then gone after it and started sending an email, a phone call. If you happen to be near the Capitol and you're still, your legislative body is in, in, in session, well, guess what? You could have used that hour during the day or whatever and then gone and bumped into the legislator. And you, right. you're going to say, oh, well, they don't take meetings. Well, guess what? They eat lunch. Why don't you go sit down in the Capitol where they eat lunch and start talking to them respectfully and say, hey, did you see 2,000 mules? Hey, did you see the results of True the Vote? Hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this podcast? Did you listen to this? Overwhelming evidence that you've done this to over the last year and a half. And guess what? I'm sitting here eating lunch with you and I'm asking you to look at it as your constituent. And I'm going to come back here or one of my family members is going to come back here because tomorrow I'm going to have to work all day and they have an hour-long lunch that they can dispose of on you to educate you. That's where we need to be at now. In-person, everyday grinding. Listen, if it's only three to five people that do it every day, that's three to five more people that than has ever engaged at that level with that state rep. That is going to resonate. We are now in a position where we have to psychologically get them outside of the psychosis of there is no fraud. We got them out of the COVID psychosis, thanks to Putin, I guess. Now we need to get them over the there is no fraud, it's been debunked psychosis. Which we're so, almost there. I, I mean, agree with you, we're almost with there. Me, if you're with me, I got all the time in the world for you. If you're not focused on that subject, a lot of people hit me up. Oh, Ivan, you never talk. You never did. Guess what? Because you're not on the same sheet of music as me. If you're not on the same sheet of music, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to pay attention to your content. I'm not going to communicate with you. If you want to communicate with me, you talk about remedying 2020. That's why I take all the time in the world, probably more than you have, Joe, to be on your podcast. Well, I tell you what, I do appreciate you being on the podcast. and I know our listeners do as well. And I want to tell you that I'm very grateful for the work that you've done, the sacrifice that you've made, and you've served your country as well prior to getting involved in this. And you've put your reputation on the line, as many have. But you, you've, we all done, have. you've done so with, with an amount of composure that, frankly, I, I have not shared. Right? I get pretty pissed off. <laughs> I want to just punch people in the throat. Um, I, I'd like There's to a time and place for that. There's I, I, a time like and place for that. We have not gotten to that point yet for me. Yeah. So I, I literally then, have gotten this five days. To that point. Yeah. So this five days that I took off kind of got me back to uh, not having that, that level of anxiety. Got me back to a place where I'm like, all right, now we, we be more strate strategic about what we talk about, how we talk about it, um, and the, the pathway that we take and making sure that we focus in on November of 2020. I'll give you the final word. Last thing, well, first, first I'm going to say this for the last thing. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Uh, there's a lot of people you have access to that are, are big names that, that know a lot more than I do that have much more impact. So I, I want to thank you for that. I'll, I'll come on anytime you want. And then the last thing I'll say is we, ha we have to fix 2020. I mean, there, there, there is no we have to escalate. When I say escalate, peaceful, patriotic, lawful, massive First Amendment action in person to those people that have the discretionary authority to fix it. I've said it multiple times over the last hour and a half. I'm going to say it again one last time. In person, go talk to them respectfully. Ask them questions of why they are not doing anything. Don't tell them what to do. Ask them why they're not doing what you think they should. Because that way, if they're a type A, or I mean, most of them aren't, but Usually when you attack someone, they're going to defend and not do it. If you allow them an opportunity to look like they're the smart one, we're going to get to, we're going to, get to what we're trying to achieve here. That's fixing 2020. So get them 2,000 mules, send it to their staffers, send it to their family members, inundate all, their entire inner circle with 2,000 mules 
and all the other evidence we have, but specifically 2,000 mules, and then demand that their inner circle tell that person, i.e. legislator, that they need to publicly make a statement that they're going to decertify 2020, reclaim 2020, whatever you want to call it. Remedy 2020. That's it. Let's do it. 75%. We're at 60% now or just over 60%. And that's with some flawed uh, um, surveys. So I'm sure we're probably higher than that now as well. (laughs) I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. We'll have you back on again. Um, I'm going to go get the virtual for Saturday. We're going to set up a couple of showings. Um, Maybe we'll just run it. I'll check with D'Souza and see if we can run it through the show so people can watch it live on the show. I don't know if that's possible or not. But we'll I don't think he's going to want to do that until the the virtual component. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we are a capitalist society. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I want him credit, to make credit, money. I want I him think, to, yeah. I, I think talking about the grift stuff, I mean, there's there's people that deserve it. True the vote yeah. deserves it. I agree right? with you. I Did, agree with you. And that's putting himself on the line. They deserve it. They deserve our our treasure on this one. And then once uh, once they, you know, get get compensated for that effort i think then and we need to open up the floodgates probably in, in several weeks yeah i agree with that but that's hey, up to him right yeah ivan thank you for coming on the show god bless you thanks for the hard work yeah, you're doing and i'll talk to you later all right thanks joe all right ivan raiklin and i tell you he is one tough dude one really tough dude and so i uh my hat's off to him you know, it's not that I, I want to be clear because I've said this on the show that one of the issues that I have with 2000 mules is it takes away from what they're doing in the machines. They didn't touch on the machines, but they did expose just how big, how broad the election fraud machine is. And, and frankly, I'm not so sure that it's, it's not on both sides. I mean, th- that's a scary thing to actually say. But one of the things that came up in Wisconsin is that we're talking about election fraud and that both sides are cheating. Both sides are harvesting ballots. Both sides are. So you don't actually know. Like your, your voice gets stolen, and the machines are stealing it on one side. They want to make sure that there's an outcome that they can predict. So they use you know, fixed points and say, okay, here's what we're going to get to. We're going to make it look like it's a 50-50 country, even though we know it's not. But on the, on the other side is that there are bad people doing bad things in order to steal your voice, and they're, 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 they're justifying their behavior. I mean, think about that. This is a cheating society. And in the middle of dropping the 2,000 mules, they went ahead and said, okay, we're going we're gonna to release the, the findings for the uh, Roe versus Wade that could possibly overturn Roe versus Wade. And instantaneously, we had groups clashing at the, in, at the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., clashing over the idea that rhetoric, things that weren't even true, the left was just making things up, that this would stop uh, mothers that are, that are at risk of losing their life of, of being able to have access to an abortion when it's life-saving. I mean, it, this is how ridiculous it is on the radical left. But I want to tell you that the radical left is not my problem. I can see them coming. It's the people that are on our side that are obstructing the ability for us to get to accountability. That, I think, is the most telling. That's why Mike Pence is a problem for me, because he has no courage, because he had an opportunity to at least speak truth after. He could have at least sp- spoken truth and say, you know, based on what I'm hearing and seeing now. But no, these people have doubled down. They've actually gone on speaking tours and, and talked about how they made the right decision and it was a courageous decision. No, it wasn't. It was a cowardly decision because there was absolutely no time in the entire, in the entire environment where you became curious. And one of the things of getting to the bottom of a theft or a crime that basically steals the voice makes it more difficult for the most vulnerable among us to survive. One, one, one of the, it, it, what we're dealing with right now is exactly that. Like we, we are dealing right now with a theft of just the basic, basic voice of the American people in order to redress their grievances, in order to be heard. We're no longer heard. We've become enslaved. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I do want to tell you that, um, you know, go to FEC United, become a member. Yeah, I'm back, so I'm going to continue to talk about that. We're going to launch the, we did launch uh, the commissioned app. So you can go to commissioned app on both Apple and on Google. And you can go to commission.global, sign up there, find FEC United, and just connect with it. 
And then we have other FEC Uniteds across the nation in different states and different states then get down to the local level so you can connect to other people. We'll have other organizations which are doing the same thing. Um, uh, yeah, so there, it is, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bring up that right now. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. The, the other side is becoming a member of Conservative Daily Podcasts. For as little as $10, you can become a member and support us on the show. You know, I haven't been quick to rush in to get um, um, sponsors. And the, one of the reasons why I have is that I want to limit the amount of time that I spend talking about sponsors. And I don't want this to become about that. So we'd like it to be um, run by and supported by our listeners. So if you get a chance to go to conservative-daily.com, you can go in and become a member there as well. Well, that's it for this episode. If you like us, you can follow us on live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. You can also listen to us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Smash a Rumble button on your way out if you're on Rumble or, or like it if you're on some other one of the other platforms. Um, go over and give us a five-star review. And if you like it, please share it. Share it with someone that needs to hear it. And please go to 2000mules.com and, and, and support Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, it's capitalist. It's $20. He spent a lot of time. They, they deserve. True the Vote deserves to have our support. Um, also, um, go, go uh, text Freedom to 89517. If you need a reminder, when we go live, we go live 10 a.m. Uh, Monday through Friday, uh, Mountain Standard Time. That's noon. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. That's 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, you also, we also go live at 4 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are on uh, Frank Speech TV 2 um, during that hour as well. Uh, if you want to follow us on True Social, it's at Joe Oltman and at Conservative Daily. Um, you want to follow us on, on Telegram, it's at or t.me slash Conservative Daily and t.me slash Joe Oltman. Well, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I do want to, I do want to pray. Um, and, and I want to you know, start off by telling you that, uh, that the hardest part about this last five days is sitting in the woods, and you're sitting, and it's raining, and it's wind. It's like not the most ideal weather by any means. And you're, you're sitting in there, and so you just start talking to God. Right? You're like, hey, listen, I, tell me I did the right thing. Tell me that, you know, that the last 18 months weren't for naught, that, that, that there's enough of a remnant here that have the courage to stand up. And, uh, you know, the, the wind would grow, blow more. You look for some sign, right? Maybe Bambi to jump out. There's no, there's no, there's no Bambis there. Um, matter of fact, there's just a bunch of birds uh, when, there's, when there's no... Uh, what's beautiful birds, though? Ducks, mallards. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing sight. Lots of uh, bald eagles. But you sit there, and you can't help but just break down a little bit because you can be vulnerable at that point. You can literally be vulnerable. There's, there's no one around you, nothing around you. I guess you get eaten by a bear. Black bears are pretty uh, nocturnal for the most part, so they only come out when dusk. So you, but you're sitting there just kind of hoping that you know, something happens and a bear walks out, and uh, you get to be vulnerable with yourself. You get to ask those questions of God, like, why? And what's difficult is the silence. <laughs> Everyone knows what I mean. When you go to a place... And you're in the middle of the place all by yourself. Like you're just sitting on this, this beach and you're all by yourself. That feeling you get when it's complete silence. Like you'd expect almost that God's going to come down and just sit there and talk to you. And you know, I mean, frankly, I don't feel like I'm that significant, that I'm that important that he would come down and talk to me individually. Um, that he does guide what we do and we're, we're put on a path. And, um, but he's got a lot of other, in his omnipresence, uh, more important fish to fry than me, I assume. But it, uh, it's at that moment that you have to be able to push out those thoughts of hopelessness. And when I came back, it was, it was nice to be able to take a, just an even keel about things and look at things from the perspective of that we know God wins. And we know that's why having Ivan on today was, was a pep me up for me even, is because we, we, we have accomplished so much. And in the midst of all of this, they keep telling us that there's nothing to see here. They attack you and uh, they, they slander you. And, and frankly, um, you know, we're stronger for it if we can stand together and do some of the things that Ivan was suggesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a quick prayer, and then uh, Mr. Producer will close out. 
Dear Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have this podcast and to be able to speak to each other. Thank you for the listeners and thank you for those Americans that have stood up across the country and shown courage. Father, thank you for you know, giving us this amazing country for the last 250 years and for giving us an opportunity to serve you and to act in faith. Father, please go with us as we, as we um, leave this podcast tonight and uh, give us strength. Give us strength to do your will and to fight against the evil in our society. Father, please forgive us for the things that we've done and said that we probably should regret. And that uh, help us that, that we may seek forgiveness from others, but we may also forgive others. Give us that strength. I know it's one of the things, Father, I struggle with the most. Uh, please bless our families, um, our loved ones, um, and bless our communities, Father, that are hurting and those people that are hurting. And, and help those people that they may be comforted. Um, in a time of that, that they may see as despair, that you may reach into their heart and show them that you are there. Father, I say these things and ask for these things and thank you for these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Um, yeah. Also, I got a retraction that I need to make. So I probably should make this retraction. This is, this is actually an important retraction. So I learned, somebody told me that I got sued, and one of the things that, that they're suing me for is, and it's a, I haven't seen the complaint, but I do want to make sure that we, that I, that some of the information that came back that we, our researchers did, was not fully vetted. Um, we took a lot of people's um, word for, and one of which was that, that uh, uh, Lira, Gonzalo Lira. Um, was dead. He is not dead. He was detained. I'm, I'm wondering if some of the work that we said and did led to them letting him go. But uh, I, I, I said some things in the, the heat of things. So I want to retract those things. Number one, I want to retract the fact that uh, fully, and what I shouldn't have said, is that uh, Sarah Ashton Cirillo um, was uh, complicit in or um, and murder, you know, an accomplice to murder for the death of Lyric Gonzalez. He did not die. He is alive and well. Um, and although I don't like some of the things that she said, and I don't like what the Daily Beast did, um, um, Sarah did not write the article by the Daily Beast. So I, I think that the, the information we got uh, specifically was wrong. And so I want to correct that. Um, I also said that uh, she was a secret Nazi sympathist, I think is what I put. I don't remember exactly, something like that. I, I don't know if it, what, what she is or isn't. I don't, I don't know that. But here, here's what I do know. I do know that uh, it, it's hard having two sides of, and, and this is the person who says that they're in the middle of a war zone. Um, but so is Lyra Gonzalez, right? Gonzalez, it, he's in the middle of the war zone. He has a different opinion. And so I think the difference is, is that when I talk about, you know, responsible behavior, it's not encouraging Ukraine to shut up another journalist. But I do want to say that it's not one person that is responsible for, for uh, Lyra Gonzalez, not one person. It's, it's not, Sarah didn't you know, reach out there and, and uh, pull the strings with the SBU or the Azov Battalion. Um, she didn't do that. And so I want to take a minute and say that our information was incorrect and we retract it fully. Um, in Colorado, you, you have to cure um, anything that's said that may have been said that was improper. So I cure it, and we apologize for um, misquoting uh, Sarah as the author. Um, I will tell you that the behavior of the radical left concerns me greatly. It concerns me greatly because it 
infringes on the, the fundamental right, the First Amendment right. And soon after the first is the second, they're already talking about how they take away our rights there as well. And the mainstream media has an important role to play. I have an important role to play, but so does, I'd say, more liberal organizations, if we can do so responsibly. One of the things that, that I realized over the five days that I was gone was uh, that you can't operate at such a high level for so long and not, what do they call it, adrenaline fatigue? Yeah, um, adrenal burnout, adrenal, adrenal burnout. fatigue. So it, uh, and you have been, you have been running on, you've been running on eight cylinders and you've had seven for a long time. But you, you do so because there's lots of people that take shots at you. Lots of people that take shots at you. And it happens all the time. And you're constantly dealing with this group that likes to dox and intimidate and go after and cause hell. Hell, hell is probably a good way to describe the last 18 months. Not because they took my joy away, because many times that I've laughed and had a good time, but the fact that I constantly am on edge. And I think one of the things that I did when I was in Alaska is just decided that if you're truly giving it all up to God, and, and Ivan said it very clearly, he said, listen, if you're truly giving it up to God, then you can be prepared, but you can also be yourself. And I haven't allowed myself to be myself. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get, you know, upset and just, but when people attack you, it's, it's debilitating at times to not want to just attack back and I want to strike back. And I think that, uh, that just goes back to making sure that you can't control other people's behavior, but you can control your own. And so I think that's one of the commitments that I'm going to make is to try and control. It's one of the things that Max said today that I, I actually agreed with. And that is, you know, sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and making sure that you're more measured in your approach to um, what you say and how you say it. So with that said, um, I, I do appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, we'll be back on tomorrow at 10 a.m bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm going to bring a joke tomorrow. We're going to tell some jokes tomorrow. We're going to have a little <laughs> bit of fun. And we're going to talk about what I consider to be the path forward. And, and Ivan, you know, the one thing I respect about him is that he just says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on this path. I'm looking at this. And he follows it. So God bless you all. You know, thanks for stopping by tonight. Thank you to Ivan for coming here. And uh, if you get a chance, please go watch 2,000 Mules and be an ambassador of truth. God bless you all.